Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. So, Marilee and I are so excited to be here with you on New Year's Day. We don't always have New Year's Day on a Sunday, but this year we do. And we're excited to share with you what's coming up for New Day Community Church in 2023. But let's start with a word of prayer. Ask the Lord to keep me on track. Heavenly Father, we thank you for 2022 and even the years before that, where you have been at work at New Day. You've been at work in our lives individually and in what we do together collectively to worship you, honor you, and do ministry for one another and for those outside of this family as well, Lord. We've seen your hand at work, and we're so grateful. And Lord, as we turn our attention to a new year, we pray more, Lord. Would you come um, and impact our lives with the power of your Holy Spirit, with your word, with a deeper relationship with you? And would you help us to be faithful to share that with others in 2023? We pray for more of the good that you did last year and the year to come. And we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So we want to share with you four things the Lord has called us to in 2023. Are you dying for me to push the button and go to the next slide? (laughs) Okay. We're going to focus on being a spirit and word church. We're going to focus on prayer and fasting. We're going to focus on cultivating family, and we're going to focus on outreach. We're going to spend most of the morning talking about those first two items on the list because, as you might have found on your chair, we're going to do the Bible reading plan again in 2023. Talk more about that this morning. And we're starting 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting with the guide that was on your seat, or you can grab one on the way out if you didn't get one, um, as well, starting tomorrow for 21 Days. Um, So I hope you're ready. I hope you're excited for the new year. I sure am. Smiling's still my favorite, even though he can't watch Elf for like 11 more months. Um, This morning, (laughs) I hope to draw you into this uh, goofiness I've got going. It's going to be an interactive morning. Uh, Be ready to, to interact with us. Let's jump in. Okay. So Spirit and Word Church. What do you think that means? Let's brainstorm. Shout out what you think Spirit and Word Church means or what it means to you. What's it mean to be a spirit church? I'm going to pick on people here. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Great. What else? The fruits of the Spirit. Good one. What else? Walking by the Spirit. Keep in step. You guys are so scriptural. Good job. What else? Yeah, the spirit of truth that lets us know what the word means. Good one. What's it mean to be a word church? To know the Bible. What would you say? Believe in scripture. What else? Come on, one more. Living the word. Okay, great. You guys did good. And actually, as usual, I prepared a list as well. And you hit a bunch of my stuff. Great job. So we, uh, let me, let me. So we embrace the move of the Holy Spirit as a church, and we're grounded in the Word of God. We seek the Spirit, guys. We seek His presence when we gather together, and all the time. We, we look for the gifts of the Spirit. That was over here. We 
try to live out the fruits of the Spirit. That was over there. Great job. We listen for his voice to guide us, teach us, and comfort us. That was in two places, I think. So like I said, you guys hit my list. Good job. Um, some things that we do that make New Day a Spirit Church is River Sundays, Revival Weekends, presence-based, spirit-filled songs of worship like we just had for the first 30, 35 minutes of service, and we do every week. We seek his presence. We seek the, the spirit. We want to host him well. <clears throat> Rhema ministry, which is available through our prayer team. And then we uh, believe that each of you who are a believer can hear God's voice. You can interact with him. When you pray and journal, you can hear his voice and be led by him. Then we're grounded in the word. This book is God-breathed. It's inspired. It's authoritative. It's living and active. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, isn't it? Some of the things we do at New Day that makes us a word church. Our preaching and teaching comes from the Bible. Our topical teachings, where we talk about a topic, we aim to always be faithful to Scripture and take it in context. Our exegetical teaching, where you go line by line, let Scripture speak on its own terms. And we balance those two types of preaching to be a good word church. And then we do the reading plan. We value each individual reading God's word for themselves, knowing it, like Carrie said, and getting it hid in your heart so that you can live a godly life and so that you can be grounded in his word. And it doesn't matter what reading plan you use. Some future year, we might not do this one. You might not do this one this year because you got one you're really excited about that's different. That's totally fine. The point is to get in it regularly and let it transform our lives, isn't it? So just briefly here, to separate spirit and word is a man-made false dichotomy. I just gave you why we're a spirit church and why we're a word church, but it's kind of nonsense to try to separate the two. It all goes together. Okay, let me ask you some questions to highlight the point. Who inspired the people who wrote down what's in this book? The Spirit, absolutely. When you read it and it just jumps off the page at you, who's making that happen? The Spirit of God. So the Word is not in existence without the Spirit. It doesn't do that living and active thing without the Spirit. Where can you learn about the ways the Spirit moves? In the Word. How do you have some guardrails to make sure you don't get tutti-frutti, flaky, become a cult? Okay, you're grounded in the word. You don't just go with somebody who says this is a word from God or an act of the spirit. You check it against God's word. That's the authority, right? So they go together. Any church that overemphasizes the word risks a spirituality that does the right stuff, but misses out on intimacy with God. It's devoid of power and lacking joy. If it goes far enough that way. Church that overemphasizes spirit risks abuse of the spiritual gifts and being deceived. The word gives guardrails to the move of the spirit among imperfect people, which is all of us. 1 Corinthians 13.9 says, we know in part and we prophesy in part. So we embrace that gift of the spirit, 
recognizing that the word is what helps us when we get it wrong because we're not perfect and we only see in part. This microphone is just bothering me. Isn't that good? Don't you want to be a spirit and word church? We are. Good point. I'm glad we are. I'm glad we are. So let's embrace the move of the spirit in 2023. Let's be grounded in the word. To that end, you're invited to join us in reading the Bible this year. Like I said, you can do any plan, um, but this reading plan is the one that we'll be doing together as a community if you choose to do so. There's a bunch of ways you can engage with it. They're all on the link on the slide there. And in your handout, the link is shown as well. Um, You can do it on your phone. You can do it in a paper Bible with journaling. You can do your own Bible and just follow the schedule. There's devotional content in the app. It's all really, really good. Okay, Marilee. Yeah, so many of us read through this Bible reading plan in 2022, and it had such a huge impact on us. How many of you were impacted by doing this last year? That is amazing. That is amazing. And so what I wanted to do, I thought it would be fun as we are celebrating. Yes, we're going to do this in 2023, but I want you to know some of the cool things that happened in 2022. Um, These are some of the stories I heard from all of you throughout the year. One person said, I'm amazed at how often the day's Bible reading or devotional would line up with what I needed that day or line up with the theme of the church service that morning. Yes. That is amazing. Another person said, the consistency, strategy, and direction for each day provided me with focus. I don't think I've missed a day. It will be my first time all the way through the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so that highlights one of the benefits of doing a corporate reading plan. More people successfully read their Bible when they have the camaraderie of knowing that other people are reading the same passages. They feel less isolated in it. And so there's like this community encouragement to keep going. Also, the structured plan provides a no-pressure accountability, which is always good for we humans. Uh, One man from our congregation shared with me, This is my first time reading through the Bible. I like to listen to the audio every day because I'm not a reader. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Another person shared, due to illness, we've missed a lot of church this year. Reading along with my New Day family has made me feel connected to them despite not being there in person as often as we'd like. Personally, I have to share a story Personally, I loved having a journaling Bible. It was my first time having a journaling Bible where you can, like, jot little things on the side. I loved that, and um, I can't wait to read it again in 2023 and see, like, if God expands on the same things from last year or if he's going to cause completely different things to, to point out to me. The questions that I wrote down last year, will I, have, will I like have the answers this year? Or will I have new questions? I'm just excited to see what he does this year. And I'm looking forward to all of our spiritual growth in 2023. We're going to be transformed by scripture as we hide his word in our heart. You guys, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. We hear a message preached to us every day in the world. 
every time you watch, you know, your favorite TikTok person or the news or anybody, anything from the world, and I'm not saying that's all bad, but I am pointing out you're being preached to. And if we're not completely immersing ourselves in this truth, it will affect us. And we will start living according to that thought and that way of thinking. So it's so very important. Amen. Okay. So I also want to mention that if you're planning to do a different reading plan in 2023, you're not in trouble. <laughs> the, the highest goal is that we're all reading the word. Okay. All right. Just want to say that. So a few weeks ago, Lewis, who leads our youth group, shared a message with the youth about the importance of reading scripture. And so we asked him, hey, pop up with us, Lewis, and share with us some of that message. So welcome him. Good morning, church. Yes, like uh, Marilee said, I, I shared a sermon uh, on the importance of reading scripture with the youth uh, about a month ago. You, youth who are here, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. You already got it. You got it all spoiled. Look at you. Um, all right. Uh, but yeah, I shared this message, um, and Bill and Marilee both have already covered a lot of like the gold nuggets that was in that message. But there's one thing that I really felt on my heart to share with all of you. And so uh, that's, that's what I'm here to bring to you this morning. So first, I have a question for you guys. How many of you... Uh, have had a moment where, say, like you, you wake up, you start your day, or maybe you, got, you have a break during work, and you go, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to do just something quickly, like maybe for five minutes, and you pull out your phone, and you get on to TikTok or Instagram or like a news feed or something. How many of you guys have had a moment like that? Yeah? And then like that, that one or five like minutes that you say you're going to do it turns into 10, and then 20, and then 30, and then afterwards, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? Not great. Uh-huh. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. How I would describe it for myself personally, maybe it's not as extreme for you, is it feels rather soul-sucking. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I could have just like, even just sat and thought, and that would have been better for me. <laughs> um, and that is that principle of, uh, and Marilee just said it, uh, what we take in, what we have preached to us, has a profound effect on us. That principle is something that we can see in our everyday lives, but also when it comes to things like scripture and whatnot as well. And so uh, if you guys uh, go to Psalms 1, uh, well, this will be very quick. Psalms 1, um, verses 2 through 4, we see it talk about how, uh, and actually, we sang a song that had the exact the lyrics were this psalm, basically. Um, thank you for writing that, Carrie. Um, and it, it talks about how he who uh, is delighted by the law of the Lord is blessed. He's like a tree planted by rivers of water. His branches stretched high, fruitful in their season. They're not worried about withering or anything like that. Um, and it goes on to say that he who is not delighted by the law of the Lord is like chaff blown away in the wind. It's like dust blown away in the wind. And so we see this principle, not just in our everyday lives, but also in the scriptures, that what we take in has an effect on us. 
when we take in what we were designed for, we will prosper and flourish in the way that we were designed to prosper and flourish. And even more so than just uh, affirming that principle, this scripture tells us what we should be drinking in. It says, he who delights in the law of the Lord. That can also be translated to the instruction of the Lord. That the scriptures. <laughs> he who takes in the scriptures will be transformed and will flourish in their season, will have their branches stretched up high uh, in a thriving posture, how they were designed to thrive. And so that is fantastic news. And right? Yeah. Amen. And I'm sure a lot of you guys already knew that, that <laughs> we're supposed to be reading the scriptures. Uh, and that, I mean, it is very true, but sometimes you find in your day-to-day -day life that keeping that motivation to continue reading the scriptures routinely can be pretty hard, right? How many of you guys have had, uh, like in the past, say you've had a Bible plan or you just make your own, you're like, okay, I'm going to read like a, a chapter once a day and then you go for one day and it's great and then the second day it's harder and the third day you kind of just like fall off how many of you guys have had it something like that yeah me too <laughs> um that is something that a lot of us can struggle with and it becomes something that like anytime you want to start a new thing it can be like oh i just feel so unmotivated because last time it was so discouraging well i have something i want to share with you this morning that has been a huge motivation and a huge encouragement to me uh, when it comes to reading scripture routinely. So in 2009, this is going to, we're going to take a little step aside uh, into something actually, fun fact, scientific. This is great. Um, so in 2009, there uh, was a study done by a group called the Center of Bible Engagement. What they do is in their name. <laughs> they study how people engage with the Bible and the effects it has on their spiritual life. And they did a study over a few months uh, where they tracked with not like 100 people, not even 500 people, with 80,000 people ranging from ages 8 to 80. Uh, <laughs> so you got, there's a lot of 8s in there. Um, but they tracked how many days a week did they engage with scripture and what effect did it have on their spiritual life? And their definition of engagement was pretty broad. Me mentioning Psalms 1 just now would count as an engagement for all of you guys. So if someone mentions scripture, gets into it just like a toes depth deep, then that's an engagement. Um, and they were doing this. They were expecting a pretty like linear result where like the more days you read, the more you get out of it. And it's just like pretty straight. But that was not what the results were. So would you guys like to hear the results? Yes? Awesome. So my big round button. Awesome. Yes. So here we go. This is the power of routine is what I'll get to. So how, what do you guys think happened in their spiritual lives if they read scripture zero days a week? Nothing happened. Zero things happened. Yes, that makes sense. Good job. You guys passed. So <laughs> reading it one day a week. Not really much changed. It was pretty similar to zero days a week. It's just one engagement per week. It's it's not that big of a difference. Two days a week, it's kind of the same thing. Three days a week, you started to see a little bit of a difference. They started 
uh, to notice a little bit of an uptick and they were kind of expecting this um, that like, okay, as you're having more of a routine, you're getting a little bit more breakthrough. You're starting to like share your faith with others a little bit more and talk about the scriptures more, have an effect on your life, but it's, it's still pretty small. And they're expecting on the fourth day for it to continue in that pattern. And it did not. The results that they received were exponential rather than linear. And they boiled it down to nine main differences that they saw. And that is what I want to share with you this morning. If you engage with scripture four days a week, that's not that hard. And it's pretty easy to engage with it. This stuff will start showing up in your life. So it's pretty wild. Let's go for it. The first result that they got was that feelings of loneliness dropped by 30%. That's just the beginning. (laughs) Anger issues dropped by 32%. Bitterness in relationships dropped by 40%. Alcoholism dropped by 57%. That's a majority now, you guys. This is crazy. Sex outside of marriage drops by 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops by 61%. And then these last two are very standout. (laughs) Sharing your faith jumps by 200%. And discipling others jumps by 230%. (laughs) Is that crazy? Yeah. If we engage, it's not like that much of a cost to us because it, in fact, only gives to us. It's huge. And by uh, having this routine, by stepping into this, um, this, this structure of, I just want to drink into the word, step into this position, we are positioning ourselves like that tree by the rivers of water. We are taking in every single day that which we need to flourish. You don't see trees get up and leaving the water for like five days a week and then coming back only for two days. That doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, we stay rooted uh, in that which we're supposed to be drinking in, and it makes a monumental shift in our lives. And so that is my encouragement to you this morning, that even though it can sometimes be difficult to uh, stay motivated to have this routine, I urge you to press through because this breakthrough is real. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in so many of my friends' uh, lives, and it makes breakthrough happen. It's huge. So that's my encouragement to you. Thank you. Good job, Well done. Wow. Those stats after only four days. Imagine if we are doing every day. The word speaks to all those areas of our life. It's just amazing. So we are going to jump in because today is day one of the of the Bible reading plan. We thought it would be so fun with our church family to get a little head start for everybody on day one's plan. So, um, and as you read, so if you happen to have it with you or if it's on your phone, go ahead and, and turn to day one. And as you read, and as and what we're going to do is read this together. Lewis, you didn't know this. But Psalms 1 and <laughs> is in today's reading. So let's all stand up, and we're going to read this aloud. 
and give you a jumpstart on day one's reading. And I want you to notice what portions the Holy Spirit highlights to you. All right, here we go. Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Good job, everybody. You can be seated. So shout out what part of, of that passage struck you or did the Holy Spirit cause to um, impact you? What thoughts did you have when you read that? Yeah. Brandy said, whatever they do prospers the righteous. Think about that comfort. I missed it. Say it again. Yeah, we're being watched over. It's an encouragement to live righteously and be righteous because of all these blessings and benefits. What else? Yes. Kathy Wright likes the, the contrast between the tree that's rooted and the chaff that blows away. Yeah, that's really good. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Yes, those are all good verses. So those are the kinds of things you can journal off to the side here and pray about. Awesome job. Okay, so your psalm reading for today is done. We're well on our way. So yeah, good job, everybody. All right, Matthew 1. Matthew 1. So the first 17 verses, I'm not going to read all of them right now. It's the genealogy of Jesus. So it starts from Abraham. And goes through every generation all the way until the birth of the Messiah, Jesus. And then we're going to pick up in verse 18 through the end. And I'll just read that to you. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
the virgin will conceive and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So when we read scripture this year, the Holy Spirit is going to highlight some things to you and pay attention to that. Let him teach you. So as I read this passage, this is what he highlighted to me, the kind of man that Joseph was. Isn't that amazing? He was a man of integrity. He was a man who was faithful to the law. He didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. He's very honorable. He was self-controlled. And he accepted Jesus as his son. And, and, um, and I just felt the Holy Spirit highlight that, that that is the decision before all of us, to accept Jesus as the son of God. Amen? And so we've talked about it this morning, but I encourage you, whether you need to do that for the first time, and acknowledge him as Lord, acknowledge him as God, and receive forgiveness for your sins and live according to his way. That's salvation. That eternal life is promised. And so I just invite you today, make that decision for the first time or a recommitment. So good. And so um, there's a good portion of your New Testament reading done for the day. Good job. We're getting things done this morning. Um, and we're actually going to have more on the book of Matthew next week because I want you to know what's coming in January and February. We're going to do a series called Hello, My Name is Jesus. It's going to be all about Jesus, and we're going to spend two weeks in each of the four Gospels, and it's going to be so good. So more on Matthew next week. He's got the little name tag. Isn't he cute? Okay. Let's give you a jump start on your Old Testament reading for today, too. Genesis 1, verse 1. I'm going to read a couple of verses here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. As you continue reading that chapter, um, on the second day, he separates waters and creates sky. On the third day, land and plants and trees that bear fruit. The fourth day, sun and moon. The fifth day, fish and birds. On the sixth day, the rest of the land animals. And then in verse 27, after the animals on the sixth day, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. And then he continues, um, <clears throat> creates mankind. He looks and sees that all that he created is good. And on the seventh day, he rested, having completed creation. And as I started to reflect on this, I thought, man, so much of what we believe as Christians has its foundation right here. Day one of what you read, 
this year, if you're doing this plan, is foundational. It's here that is rooted that he is the one true, all-powerful creator God. He creates the universe. It's him. If you combine this with a passage like John 1 or um, Colossians 1, we get a full picture of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As those scriptures from the New Testament look back at this one, you get that whole picture. We get our value for the life and dignity of every human from Genesis 127, because each person is created in God's image. Every single person on planet Earth throughout all history was blessed to be an image bearer. So that's why we value life from conception to death. That's the why. It's right here in Genesis. We value rich and poor, young and old, black and white. All the categories are all image bearers. The image of God in us is deeper than the dividing lines in our society. So when we as Christians approach unbelievers and even our enemies, we do so with honor and love because we recognize them as an image of God. We pray for their good and we hope to convince them to see the truth and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. But it comes from this foundational piece of seeing them as an image of God even more so than an enemy or an other. Okay, Marilee, back to you. Okay, so as we've mentioned, we are starting the 21 days of prayer and fasting tomorrow. We start it tomorrow, not today, so we could talk about it today. You kind of prepare, because if you're fasting, it really takes some preparation. Yes. So, so back in October, I taught on um, fasting, and I had a sense that there would be a time where we were going to be fasting together. And so I really invite you all to participate. And um, one per person, there's some in the chairs if you, if you didn't get one, because there's um, journaling space, and you're going to want to be able to have this as your own private, personal, rather, booklet. Um, but Cameron rewrote this, and we used it a couple years ago, if you'll remember. Um, but I really want us to pray and commit the year to the Lord. Commit your year to the Lord. Ask him for focus. God, what do you want me to focus on this year? Is there, you know, a theme or a verse that you really want me to go after and to press into? You know, ask the Lord how he wants you to use the gifts that he's given you to help bring about the ministry call, to bring about this vision that we're casting this morning and, and contribute to that at New Day. Because we want to be a people who are on board with the direction that he's given us and steadfastly stay on track. And so we want to start this year to develop rhythms and habits of prayer and fasting. Now, prayer, that's a habit that's daily, actually continually, right? Whereas fasting, that's more sporadic, maybe a couple times a year. So let's actually just open your booklet here. Um, I want to point out that one of the neat things that Cameron did is that if you're doing both the Bible reading plan and this, they coincide because he pulled out a excerpt of the day's scripture and made all the prayer points and the focus tied into that. And so they work really well in conjunction with one another, or this can be used on its own. Um, and then this nice journaling space to jot down your prayers. 
to write down what you sense the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. This is really awesome. Now, if you're planning to fast, um, I'd recommend starting the next several days easing into it, doing more of like maybe a partial or a Daniel fast because it's not a great idea to go from holiday rich meals right into just a normal fast with only water. That could be really hard on your body. And so this is packed full of great tips that will guide you into having um, a successful fast. And the more you do it, the better you'll get, you'll get at it. Um, but I encourage you, even if it's a, not all three weeks, maybe it's one week, maybe it's a couple of days, but challenge yourself to grow in the spiritual discipline. It's very beneficial. Um, at New Day, we encourage grace-based fasting. Just want to point that out. That means that it isn't the amount that we suffer that makes a fast successful. It's the attitude of our heart, the motivation to pursue God is what fasting is all about. So that will, that frames how we uh, teach on fasting here. We're going to have, Cameron's going to host um, prayer meetings every Tuesday night during these three weeks. So that's going to be a special part of the way we start the year too. If you're available Tuesday night, 6.30 to 7.30, and we'll have this corporate prayer meeting. Prayer is the primary way that we commune with God. And so we really want to increase the level of prayer in our church um, corporately this year. We invite you to participate to the degree that you're able with the 21 days of prayer and fasting as well. Okay, so um, reading the Bible is awesome. Praying is awesome. Fasting is wonderful. Even better than individual people doing that is a family of believers doing that together. And that's what we're doing here at the start of 2023. Because it simultaneously draws us closer to one another as we draw closer to the Lord. And that's actually a perfect description of that other focus we we're going to talk about this morning, cultivating family. So as you engage with these things, as you engage with community groups, as you come here and gather and give each other a hug and smile at each other and fellowship, all those things are cultivating this family of believers. And that's one of the things we're going to focus on this year. Paul writes about it in the letter to the Ephesians. He says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And we have a great unity of the Spirit going here in this family. Um, we're, we have a good family vibe going. Um, but we're not a closed family. We're an open family. We're eager and ready to welcome others into it. We recognize that Jesus gave us a great commission to go into all the world and share the good news about him with everyone. And disciple those people. Teach them what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Um, and so we're ready and willing to welcome anyone into this family and teach them how to be a part of it, aren't we? In Hebrews 13.1, it really kind of well demonstrates this balance of family and outreach. It says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. And so it's both and both at the same time, loving each other well, cultivating family, and being ready to be hospitable to others and welcome into it, which is a great segue into my next point, which is outreach. So three parts to outreach at New Day. This was our fourth focus, outreach, and there's three parts of it. 
my circle, our neighbors, and generous beyond. So everybody say, my circle. Say, our neighbors and generous beyond. Good job. Thanks for interacting with me. So my circle first. I want to encourage you to be intentional about reaching out to the people in your life with the good news about Jesus. Sunday morning service here at New Day, church activities and events are geared to equip you to do that. And they're there to provide a place for you to invite those people to come and encounter Jesus for themselves. This is a place for people in your life to come and find salvation and a church family to call their own. This part of Outreach at New Day, my circle, use your circle, my circle, my circle, my circle, is ongoing. It's all year, every year. Okay, This is always part of our outreach. The second part of outreach is our neighbors. We are called to reach the people in the neighborhoods surrounding this building. We're called to reach them with the good news about Jesus. And we've been gaining momentum in this area through consistent, repeatable events year after year that the neighbors are getting to know. What do we do in every October? Candy Trail, that's right. It's, it's great. It's growing. More and more people come, and we hear testimonies of neighbors who go, oh, yeah, I invited this gaggle of 20 people because I know you have a great event, and we want to come to it. So that's wonderful. What do we do every Wednesday evening before Christmas Day? Christmas caroling. Hark the herald angels sing. I love that one, too. Um, and people are getting to know that. That's something we'll continue to build on. And then we've got these signs we've put up, the Stations of the Cross around Easter time, out on our property, along the trail, the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer with really cool artwork to help people um, be reminded that God exists if they're not aware of him, um, to have a chance to engage with him through thought, meditation, prayer, maybe, if they are a believer. Um, and that's something that has been there and we're continuing to build on. And now... In this current season, God has given us a, a unique and new opportunity to reach our neighbors. It's called New Day Nature Trails. Um, in 2022, we started this partnership with the Department of Natural Resources, and we were funded by a state grant to develop what's called New Day Nature Trails. What it means is we own almost 19 acres here on Nichols Road. Most of it is back here behind the building and that direction. And... Um, the plan was to remove invasive species and this bushy, overgrown stuff that sort of locked in our one trail with one little other side route. Um, remove all of that and open up the space for native grasses and wildflowers and more trail system that people can walk and enjoy a beautiful prairie and woodlands area. So I wanted to update you. Phase one is complete. The invasives have been uprooted and treated. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. And actually, um, just before the snow, or maybe as, as the snow was melting the first time, <laughs> oat grasses were planted. You may say, you're growing oats? Are we going to be eating oatmeal on Sundays? No. Oat grasses are a cover crop. So next year, that'll come in, and it's there to compete with and prevent the invasives that drop seeds from coming back. In 2023, in phase two, we'll continue to see treatments 
to make sure the invasives are, are good and gone. And beautification work will also happen next year. And then if all goes well, if we're on track and on schedule with that, then next fall, this fall, 2023, we'll get to plant the permanent stuff, the native grasses, the wildflowers that are going to be there for many, many years. Um, it's going to be super beautiful. That stuff would come up in the spring of 2024 if we're on schedule. It's going to be such a, a treasure, isn't it? To have a beautiful slice of God's creation to share with our neighbors and for us to enjoy too. I'm really looking forward to enjoying it myself. Um, so in August, before work started, um, I just want to say thank you for those of you that participated. We knocked on 460 doors in these neighborhoods. There, 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 and there. <laughs> and we uh, told the neighbors about the good news about this project that was coming up. And we wanted them to know that it was for them. That, hey, at this point, we said, hey, there's a trail now. But there's this work coming up, and it's going to be even bigger and better. If you want to hear more about it, come on out to a info night with the DNR. And we hosted those information nights. It went really great. We really were able to communicate our heart, to be generous in sharing with them the land that God's provided us right here in their backyard. So here's the strategy, guys. We offer it as a totally free gift to anyone to come and enjoy this property. Um, we're not... As we knocked on those doors, we weren't working on conversions to Christianity. We were offering a free gift. And it's, it's invitational because here's what we believe. If people come and spend time on this property dedicated to the Lord, and even more so if they come on a Sunday morning or to any of the activities where we host the Holy Spirit, they're going to meet Jesus. So we can offer it open-handed and free with no pressure to convert. And people are actually drawn to that. And as they see the joy in the Holy Spirit, in your faces and in your hearts as they meet you, and as they come to a place where we host his presence, they will get to know Jesus. The sentiment we want them to hear is you're welcome on this property and you're welcome in this church. So stay tuned in 2023 for some specific activities around reaching out in trail-based ministry. <clears throat> is that a thing I just made up? Trail-based ministry. Um. We're going to continue using New Day Nature Trails as a launch pad to reach out to our neighbors with the good news about Jesus. Um, where are we first? I think we're done here. Tyler says good schedule. And uh, <laughs> we were struck by this verse in Ezekiel. Um, it's a part of the book of Ezekiel where God is speaking through the prophet. He's prophesying, saying, that he's going to bring a restoration to Israel. And he actually speaks to their land, to their mountains, about restoration and about how the people of God are going to come home. It says, but you, mountains of Israel, will produce branches and fruit for my people Israel, for they will soon come home. And through the New Day Nature Trails project, I just see we're doing this. We're restoring the land and preparing a place where people that God loves can come home to him exciting to be a part of it. So the third part of outreach is generous beyond. We each focus on my circle, our neighbors, and then we're generous beyond. For many, many years, New Day has been generous beyond. We've supported ministries locally and all around the world. Ministries like Alternatives, the Gospel Mission, Love KZ, 
We support Jimmy and Chloe McKee as they plant a church in Detroit. We support um, the Sagers at Every Nation Church in Japan, the Yurtis at Restoring Sons and Daughters in Peru, and the Muses, Josh Muse and his wife at Kaleo Ministries in Mexico, to name a few. And we support them financially, but we also support them with our time and energy. Um, this spring, New Day will be doing a missions trip to Kaleo in Mexico with uh, Josh Muse and the team. And uh, our family's planning to go. If you're able to, we would love for you to join us in that way of being generous to Yah. So those are the three parts, the New Day Outreach. Stay with me. My circle, our neighbors, and generous beyond. Awesome. Well, in closing, I just hope that you guys have, have caught a vision, caught a glimpse of what to expect in 2023. Lots of exciting things. And so as we have events and services and sermon series and initiatives, you'll go, oh, I see how this is spirit and word. Oh, this is cultivating family. Oh, this ties into the outreach. And you're going to see it all come together. And we are going to have a great time doing it. Amen? Amen. Well, let's just stand up and close in prayer. I just invite you to dive in, to read his words. Spend more time in prayer this year than you did last year. Get involved. And we're going to do great things for the Lord as he's called us to. So, Heavenly Father, thank you that you are up to something good. And thank you for these points of focus for this year. Help us to follow you well and to contribute in the way you would have us to help bring about your purposes here. We praise your name, and I bless this uh, wonderful congregation that we love so dearly. Help us to please you and honor you with the way we live, the way we think, the way we speak. May we become more and more like you every day. In Jesus' name, amen.